Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Appreciate all you guys out there listening to us, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at Brew Polo over in Tupelo. I'm finally going to do this one. It, it, it's it's a long overdue. It would be weird, Robbie, if Brew Polo was in Vicksburg. We're down around Vicksburg. You know, We're down around Vicksburg. What now? I know a guy from there. <laughs> Do you? Yes. You know two people from there at least. Stephen Augustinelli. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. The Augustinellis are a proven yeah. commodity. They are. Dixburg. Oh, they they are involved in commodities and be like pork bellies and <laughs> stuff like that. Did you did you ever know the guy that apparently impregnated the woman with the bullet going through his system and like into her back in the Civil War era? I've heard that that old wives' tale, that old story, many times. I don't know about all that, so I don't know about that. <laughs> it doesn't seem possible, but it, apparently yeah, yeah. it happened. Well, anything's possible in the great city of Vicksburg. We'll just put it that way. So yes. Uh, anyway, if you live in Vicksburg or. Anywhere else in our fine state, you want Strange Brew Coffee every single morning, you just got to order it, man. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it. And uh, whatever kind of coffee machine sitting on the uh, counter in your front in your kitchen, hey, they got you covered at Strange Brew Coffeehouse. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Quest Bowl t-shirts back in. I'll tweet out a link a little later today. Uh, no waiting period on that, too. Just normal shipping applies. If you want to relive Mississippi State's great win, and, of course, those shirts are, are set up as a tribute to Mike Leach. Uh, they are available for you at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. It's the best. It's the best in town. There's, there's just no getting around that fact. There's no one, no one in Starkville who would say otherwise. And if they did, well, they are lying to your face. That, that person is a lying liar. And you don't want to deal with that. Deal with me and Robbie. We tell you the truth, and we tell you that, man, for lunch, the best country cooking in town is at Restaurant Tyler, and then if you want some a nice, quiet, romantic evening with 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 you know with someone, or you know if you just want to take Robbie to dinner, it doesn't have to be romantic, thankfully. But if you just want to eat great food, you can eat it at Restaurant Tyler anytime you want. Re- restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant over there on Main Street. All right, let's uh, let's turn it over right now to our one and only correspondent here on Thunder and Lightning to recap what happened in Athens, Georgia. Big game for Mississippi State, in my opinion, between the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs as they take on the Georgia Bulldogs tonight. What happened in Athens? Did State get the win? Let's find out now. Let's go now to future Brian. 
Thanks, guys. This is Future Brian reporting to you from the future. Mississippi State falls to the Georgia Bulldogs. Final score, 58-50. It's just a simple uh, question of this. Free throw shooting again, again kills Mississippi State. 7 of 22 from the free throw line. Tolu Smith, 3 for 11. Only 5 points in 28 minutes. It has been startling to watch the way he has fallen apart this season on the free throw line. But State, in a game they lose by 8, they miss 15 free throws. Listen to these shooting numbers. They are ungodly. State shot 29.5% for the game, 18 of 61. 7 of 27 from beyond the arc, 25.9%. And then a wretched, I think wretched is a step above putrid. 31.8% from the free throw line. And Georgia was just as bad. 29.8 from the field. 21.7. 5 of 23 from behind the arc for Georgia. But they were 80% from the line. 25 of 31, and that's the difference. Another stat that stands out to me is that State forces 18 Georgia turnovers, but only gets 12 points off of them. By comparison, State only had nine turnovers, but Georgia got 15 points. So on double the turnovers, State had three less points. 18 turnovers should easily, easily be 24 to 30 points for you. State cannot get buckets in transition. They cannot get easy looks. Everything about Mississippi State basketball is just hard right now. It's just difficult. Every step along the way is a grind. And they lose another game because they simply can't do the thing that – this, to me, in my opinion, the most frustrating thing to fans in the world. Fans can accept missed shots. They can accept you know, you're getting out rebounded. They're getting they can accept turnovers, but when you miss free throws, man, fans will not accept that. Mississippi State in SEC play. If I'm correct, I got. Let me go back and find the Ole Miss game because that's the only one I don't have. Uh, I don't have memorized, but I know they were 18 of 36 against Alabama. They were 7 of 17 against uh, Tennessee. Against Ole Miss, they were 13 of 26. And now, uh, tonight, 7 of 22. So they're shooting around 43%, I believe, from the free throw line. 43% from the field would be outstanding. But from the free throw line, that's about 30 to 35 points away from where you want it to be. I mean... they 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 are they have left the winning margin on the on on the free throw line two of their four SEC games. Again, not saying they had to be one hundred percent against Alabama. If they had just been twenty of thirty six, which is or I'm sorry, not twenty of thirty six, they lost by eleven, right? So they needed to be twenty nine of thirty six to tie thirty of thirty thirty of thirty six is not that great. It's eighty three percent. It's 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 just good. It's not it's not elite. And then tonight, obviously, I mean, they only had to be 15 of 22. Again, that's not a ton. That ties the game. Shaq Moore, 5 of 14 from the field. DJ Jeffries, goodness, 3 of 14 from the field. I mean, when your shot's not falling, DJ, you got to find somebody else. Cam Matthews, 8 points, 10 rebounds for him to lead Mississippi State. State was out-rebounded by 8 in this game. Uh, Cam Matthews also fouled out in this game, only played 25 minutes. Tolu Smith, like I said, five points, five rebounds, and McNair was not able to repeat his uh, heroic antics from uh, from Saturday. Only two points for Will McNair 
in 12 minutes. Incredibly, despite shooting this poorly, State was in the game all the way until the very end. And led, had the lead at the, their last lead was at 39-38 at the 8-10 mark. And then Georgia's kind of took control from there. Just, just an absolute brutal bloodbath of a game. This is not what Dr. Naismith wanted, guys. Ish. And so now you go to Auburn in a game that, quite honestly, I feel like it is, I don't know if must win is the right word. It's still very early and some things can happen, but they, I really did think that they needed to be one and one this week. Georgia, you know, say what you want about the way state's playing. Georgia's, our, our net is in the hundreds. So this is, this is a hurtful loss for Mississippi State. They, they can get it all back with a good win at Auburn, but they got to find a way to be able to do that. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be very, very tough to do that. These stats are just mind-boggling when you look at them. I mean, Matthews had the best night of anybody. He was 4 of 7. Tolu's 1 of 4 from the field. Deshaun Davis, 2 of 8. Eric Reed, 1 of 4. I mentioned Shaq Moore, 5 of 14. McNair was 1 for 6. Keyshawn Murphy was 0 for 1. Tyler Stevenson was 1 for 2. And then, that, and then uh, Sean Jones getting his first action in a few weeks was 0 for 1. Kimani Hamilton played a couple minutes, didn't take a shot. 18 of 61 from the floor. The floor, 7 of 27 from 3, 7 of 22 from the free throw line. You're not going to beat anybody playing like that. You're lucky to have been in the game. Again, if Georgia was a good team, State loses this game by about 35 points. You can't shoot like that and win. It's just not not doable. It really is something to see college basketball players this bad at free throw shooting. Like, bad at just shooting, shooting, I, I could almost live with it. But free throw shooting, it's it's tough to swallow. You know? And of course, whenever you have these uh the these kind of struggles, people throw out, they should shoot granny shots. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I know it looks bad. But you gotta do something. You gotta change something. I don't and I don't know what it is to change. I I mean we I, I know enough about ba- college basketball to know they practice free throws. They practice them a lot. But for some reason, it's just not translating over into the games. And now you've lost two games because you can't make your free throws at a respectable clip. So that's got to change. That's got to change, and it's got to start this this Saturday against Auburn. State, two of its last 11. State held Georgia. This is another incredible stat, by the way. Georgia didn't score a field goal for the last 528 of the game. They just lived off the free throw line. But that was enough. That was enough because State simply could not put the ball in the bucket and State could not do, get to the line. I saw tonight Tolu Smith leads the league in free throw attempts. I will uh, assure you he does not lead the league in free throw percentage. He could easily be maybe like one, maybe the second or third leading scorer in the league if he was just making his free throws. You know, if tonight he was, again, I'm not asking for a huge percentage, but if he's 7 of 11, I mean... It's a little different. And then he's just, he only took four shots, which is not, not acceptable. But at the same time, if you watch these games, every time he touches the ball in the post, he is getting double teamed. Every time. But amazingly, and I look, I'm not finding guys getting open. State can't take advantage of these double teams. State's offensive philosophy, it's, it's good in that it's get to the line, get yourself a chance for free points, but... They can't make the free throws. So I don't know if Jans needs to make a change. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that change is. I'll tell you that. 
this is going to be either be the the most this is going to be either a season where we're going to look back and go how did they do that when they end up in the NCAA tournament because they've just find their way there or we're going to look back and go that is the most frustrating season of MSU basketball I've ever been a part of because of this free throw shooting like at least you know with Rick Ray's teams they were just bad you could just yeah they're just not good they did they're just not they don't have it this team should be better than this and I say that as this is a team that's 12 and 4 you know they have definitely overachieved to this point but the way that the offense and the free throw shooting has just ground to a halt in SEC play is it's frightening it's absolutely frightening but defensively they're they're holding up they're holding up you know outside the Tennessee game they they've they've played good defense so I won't it's weird I won't count them out for any game I won't count them out but I won't pick them to win very many more either like it's just going to be every time it's like I think they're going to lose but I won't be surprised if they find a way to win I will say this for Chris Chance that guy can obviously coach and he's obviously got a lot of patience a lot more than me because if my team was seven to 22 I might have torn off my clothes there at, 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 at the half court line I don't know that I can handle it so We'll see where it goes. Mississippi State 58-50. They dropped 12-4, and 1-3 in SEC play. Auburn, Saturday, uh, 7.30 tip on the SEC network. Uh, a little bit more news before I go, and then I'll do the ad break. But uh, yeah, the guys are about to talk about uh, the, the Mississippi State search for the athletic director and how that looks like it's going to be uh, moving forward. If you are on Twitter on Wednesday night, you saw Ross Dellinger tweet that Mississippi State has, quote, I love it, quote, they're targeting Zach Selman as the next athletic director. What that means in in Twitter parlance for a guy like Ross Dellinger is like, he's got the offer. It's just a question of getting him to sign it. He's coming to campus uh, later today. Uh, my guess is that the pieces will move pretty quickly and he would be announced uh, maybe before the weekend in all likelihood, but definitely uh, by, by Saturday, I would think. Mississippi State should have its athletic director. Um, and I'm going to talk about in, in the next segment why I love this decision. I think it's a good decision. I, I think that Mississippi State going after a guy from outside the maroon and white family is making the right decision. I think it's time for new ideas. So, Selman on campus uh, today, and so we just keep an eye out for a lookout. You know, if you're listening, if you're up there at Mississippi State, if you're up there in the Bryan Building or Dr. Keenum, if you're if you're within the sound of my voice, if we could have it wrapped up by like 3:06 Central. That would be fantastic. I could I could really go for that. I would appreciate it if we could make that happen. So, All right, I'm going to send you back to the guys, but first let me tell you about the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. It's going to be cold this weekend. I would suggest staying in. You know me. I don't like to go out and it's just too cold. But get the big Dutch oven out, brown some ground beef, make a big pot of chili, make a big pot of taco soup. Or go get some stew meat, a big pot of beef stew. Oh, now we're talking. These are all great ideas for dinner. If you need ideas for dinner, if you're looking for recipes, go to msbeef.org. They've got them right there. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. So good. Oh, so good. Oh, looking at some scores here. Texas A&M knocks off Missouri. Missouri hadn't lost yet. Uh, in SEC play, I don't think. That's a that's a good win for the Aggies. Um, anyway, two brothers smoked meats. Every time I come on this show, I talk, you know, hey, we're going to, every time I do an ad read, it's a 
Two Brothers is awesome. I mean, I, what else can I say about Two Brothers at this point? I've given you all I've got to give. It's it's my favorite place in town to go. There's nothing on the menu I, that I've tried that I don't like. And the things that I do like are like some of my favorite things in the whole wide world. I love the chicken chipotle tacos. I love the smoked wings. I love the pork rind nachos. I would be happy eating those almost every day of the week. you got to have a little variety. But still, great place to go, fantastic people, and what a great location. Right there in the heart of the Cotton District is Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service. Every business promises it to you. Advantage Business Systems can deliver it to you. And you know how? You know how I know? 48 years. 48 years of being in business and taking care of Mississippians just like you. When you need new copiers, printers, uh, you know, laptops, computers, information systems, whatever it is, call Advantage Business Systems. And then, well, if you need service, it's just really simple. You call them back. You get to talk to the same guy who made you the sale. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We are... Just a uh, about just over a month away from first pitch at Duty Noble Field, and we all love college baseball. And despite Richard Cross's yearly pleas for it to be seventy degrees and sunny, we all know it ain't going to be that way. So get you a brand new quarter zip polo or a brand new quarter zip fleece from the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. They have some great designs with the M over S logo that you want. They just look fantastic. They're going to keep you warm. They're quality products. And they come from one of the South's top men's clothing stores, The Rogue. Check them out online at therogue.com. Check them out on Instagram at therogejxn. And, of course, you shop at The Rogue in Jackson. Don't worry about living the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Send you back now to Brian and Robbie. All right, thank you, future Brian. Appreciate that. have no idea what happened. Hope for the best. Uh, all right. We've talked coaching search, coaching search, coaching search these past few days, but the one thing that, that should be coming to a very quick end, it should be at this point, in my opinion, is, uh, is the athletic director search. Um, it feels like it's narrowed its way down to, to two guys. In my opinion, I feel like it's between, and, and, and it's an interesting because you've got the guy who I think is the prohibitive f- favorite, or at least he was throughout most of this process, Georgia Southern athletic director, Jared Binko. And then a, a newer face, uh, a name that Mississippi State fans might not overly be familiar with, but football fans would be familiar with uh, in terms of his last name, and that's Zach Selman from the University of Oklahoma. He is, uh, let me see how he's directly related to. So his dad was Dewey's uh, uncle, yeah, he's, Leroy and Lucius, the famous Selman brothers who were dominant defensive linemen. For the, can you imagine having three All-American defensive linemen? Mm-hmm. In one home, what was the grocery bill at that place? It had to be incredible. That mama did a good job. She did. She did. Yeah, uh, they are legends. They actually have a statue mm-hmm. on Oklahoma's campus, I believe, yeah, of the yeah, three brothers. And his dad was one of the three brothers. So right. he comes from a great pedigree as far as football is concerned. But he's he's kind of carved out his own path so, in, in college athletics. And his, his, his career is kind of interesting. He is the deputy athletic director for external engagement and advancement. So a guy who works in fan engagement. I like the sound of that. From what I can tell, I need to I need to I don't see his like career like uh his 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like what he's done. Here's his LinkedIn. Let me see if that helps me. Yeah, basically, you know, he went to Wake Forest to get his his bachelor's, had his master's at Oklahoma, and then after a couple of years in the private sector, he's only he's only worked at Oklahoma except for a one year uh, stint at North Carolina, where he was an associate AD and special assistant to the AD. So that is a little bit of a concern. He doesn't he hasn't been out a lot of places. He's only been in Oklahoma and North Carolina, but. He fits my number one overall qualification that I said at the beginning of this entire process, as you recall. He has zero ties to Mississippi State. Now, if he is touring the campus, which is what's being reported, then that's the first time he should have ever been on this campus. I like that. I like new ideas. I like new blood. I like the idea of, of fresh perspectives. I like Jared Binko as well, but right now, if you said, Brian, who would you rather pick? without knowing all of the details, which I can't possibly, I would pick Selman. I, w- I would go with the outsider and see where that takes. Especially, it fits what else, the other thing I talked about, which was go find a highly rated top assistant guy from a big-time program, from an Alabama, from an Ohio State. Oklahoma would fit the bill for that. I like the idea of Zach Selman. I, I don't know if he's going to be the guy or not, but I like the idea of him. Robbie, just give me an idea in your in your mind because this has to be getting close to wrapping up. Do you think what do you think we have first, an offensive coordinator or a uh, an athletic director at Mississippi State? Good question. I I feel like the offensive coordinator is 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 pretty close to happening, mm-hmm. and I feel weird saying that because I have no name, and that again we go back to what we said the other day. I I just I feel like this thing is so tight-lipped. It's been just like the AD search. You have a new head coach that is doing everything possible to make sure that no information gets out. But from what I've heard from people within and around that situation is that it's it's getting wrapped up. So no names, but I, I feel like it's getting close. I would say offensive coordinator before the AD, but I feel like the AD is, is starting to wrap up as well. And we're starting to hear a little more information. I'm, st- I'm starting to hear a little more from people. I, I'm leaning towards Zach Selman at this point. I think that Jared Banco would also be a, a really good hire for Mississippi State. But I think the, the tea leaves have kind of shown us that it isn't going to be Banco because I think that could have been a hire that you could have made that, a long that's time That's exactly ago. what I was just about to ask you. It feels like if it was going to be Banco, you probably could have hired him within two weeks yeah. of, of, of John Cohen leaving the job. Are you surprised it's taken this long? I understand the, the 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 passing of Mike Leach, you know, threw a wrench into a lot of things, but it feels like the athletic director search could have continued regardless of that. Are you surprised it's taken this long to get to this point? Yeah, I am. I'm pretty surprised, but I t- I talked to um a, a guy that's worked with um Mark Keenum a lot over the years and I talked to him the other day and and one thing that he mentioned to me was how thorough Mark Keenum is. He's not a guy that wants to rush anything. He wanted to cover all of his bases here. He talked to people around college athletics. He's done extensive interviews. He's done, you know, multiple interviews with guys. And the thought process was no need to rush this. Let's get the right guy, make sure we get this right. So right or wrong, that's the way that Mark Keenum has handled the situation. 
And I just – I have to believe, just like I said a while ago, if it was going to be Banco, I think we would have already had this in place. I'm starting to lean the other direction, and I've actually heard some some murmuring out there that it's, that it's going to be Zach Selman. We'll see if that comes to fruition. There's been uh, reports – I think Steve reported today that Selman's going to be on campus. So that kind of lines up with what I was hearing on uh, Wednesday morning that Selman is starting to emerge as the guy. And you're talking about two different guys here. I mean, you're talking about a, a guy in Jared Banco who has experience as an athletic director, and then Zach Selman, who is kind of a young, up-and-coming, um, you know, p- potential athletic director at some point, somewhere. So you're you're going to be – I think Banco is the safe hire. I think – you might have a higher, a higher ceiling with Zach Selman because of the fact that he hasn't been an athletic director. We don't really know uh, what he's going to do, but it's definitely taking a chance here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I'll say is we, we know Mark Keenum pretty well, and we know how tied in he is to college athletics. We know how much time he spends with athletic directors and people in administration and college athletics. I find it hard to believe that he just would have no idea what he's looking for here or what he's seeing from Zach Selman. Um, I, I think that, you know, he's got to be seeing something here in Selman that he believes makes him a great athletic director in this conference. I will say that you, you said don't talk about taking a risk. I think Mississippi State is a school that has to take some risk every now and then. And honestly, I mean, they're taking a risk with uh, with Zach Arnett. They took a risk with Sam Purcell. Purcell's never been a head coach before. They took a risk with Chris Lamonis, in my opinion. They and took they, a risk with Mike Leach. They took a risk with Mike Leach. I think Jans is a little bit less, it isn't much of a risk, but, you know, Mississippi you didn't, State... You didn't have much to lose in basketball at that point. Well, Mississippi State is just not a school where, you know, for the most part, when you're talking about your top-tier positions, your head coaching and your athletic director, you're not going to go out there and pluck sitting, you know, for the most part, sitting Power 5 guys. Leach is the exception to that, and he, he is a really big outlier in terms yeah. of that, you know? People were kind of scared to touch Leach because he was such a, you know, niche coach as far as his offense is concerned. I mean, you look, you look back, right? Jackie was a risk. Huge risk for Mississippi State, considering all the, you know, the NCA stuff he was tied to. And then, you know, your next three hires are a NFL quarterbacks coach, an offensive coordinator, and an offensive coordinator. You don't get a, you don't get a power five guy there. Your basketball, you've promoted two assistants. Then you went out and found a, a terrible assistant in Rick Ray. And then you took it wasn't even the he wasn't even the second yeah, in command. He's third. He's third assistant. Then you also then you go get Howland, who there was a risk involved with him. He hadn't been coaching in two years. And it yep. kind of showed why at the end there, but he did have at least some success. And now you have Jans. You got a good group of five head coach. Group of five head coach, power five coordinator. That is where Mississippi State lives in coaching hires. And then for athletic director hires, I mean, you've promoted from within your last three. They're all gone. And two of them were alums. You might as well take a chance on somebody here, I think. And I think Selman lines up with just about everything that you were wanting when we first started this whole conversation back in November. You wanted to go after a guy in the Power Five that's probably like, you know, right behind the AD. 
Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned that, like a guy that's like second in command or something like that. Yeah, you'd mentioned that you want a guy with no ties to Mississippi State, um, maybe a younger guy that's kind of an up and comer. So, I mean, he would be the Brian Haydad choice, I'm sure. If somebody gave you a list of ten people and Selman was in there and had those qualifications and those that resume, mm-hmm. I think that you would pick him as like a top three. Probably so. Yeah, I, I just feel. So, I, like I said, I feel very strongly, and maybe 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 I'm wrong, but this is my personal conviction on this: that Mississippi State under John Cohen was was kind of stagnant at times, and I feel like even with Binko just being here for a couple of years, I, I I don't I don't want anybody that was that was lack of a better word tainted by that. I want new ideas and new blood. I think Mississippi State needs that desperately, um, and so a guy like Zach Selman, yeah, the, the, his resume and his the fact that he has not been here is attractive to me. I think that that's a guy who who can be successful. You know, everything about his resume leads you to believe he can be successful. Now, everything about Joe Moorhead's resume led me to believe he could be successful. And how did that turn out for us? Not great. So we'll have to wait and see. You know, the higher he's, fo- he's followed by Jim Ross on Twitter, so he has to be a big. That's a good plus. That's a plus. Maybe you know what we might be able to we might be able to work out a deal here. We can meet Jim Why Ross. Not? Why not? Hey, Coach, do you have a uh, good old JR's cell phone number? I mean, Coach, yeah. Zach, do you have do you have good old JR's uh, cell phone number? If he if he were like, I can call him right now. I, I would. Then at that point, I'm sold. Right. Let's Facetime him, please. Yeah, just just go ahead and Facetime him for him. JR um, is a big fan of the Selmans. I know he 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 talks about them all the time. Well, yeah, he's a, he's a Sooner. So so I, I expect you know I expect all of this to be wrapped up. No later than like very very early Monday of next week. I, I can't I can't see it dragging much longer through the weekend. With all of this stuff, I, I really do feel like these hires are are about to be made. Start making official. I feel like David Turner's hire is probably there. Might be cooking up a graphic as we speak. By the time you hear this podcast, it could be official. That's how uh, that's how close I feel like that deal is to being done. And then it's yes. tight ends, running backs, and offensive coordinator. And then, you know, sort of figure things out from there if there's going to be any other reshuffle. They're talking about moving Tony Hughes, maybe. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Tony Hughes is obviously going to stay in staff because Zach Arnett wants to recruit Mississippi. Well, then you don't let Tony Hughes go. That would be the opposite of that idea. I would probably just move Tony to tight ends. Could he's, he not just be the, the safeties coach? Well, there's there's some um, rumblings out there that state is going to promote from within for the safeties position. Well, like a GA or an analyst or something. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, it's slipped my mind. Um, okay. I will. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. You made me. But yes, there. They're going there. That's been the the talk is okay. they're going to promote from within, uh, at the at the safety position, right. and if that's the case, I would just move Tony back over to tight ends personally, unless they have somebody else in mind, and then I don't know what they do with Tony. But the the main key is this: Tony Hughes is going to be on this staff, and he's going to be on the coaching staff so that he can go out and recruit. That's that's. Yes. I mean, they're not. You're not going to. You you don't get up there and talk about how you need to recruit in the state of Mississippi, and then you let Tony Hughes go. Those those two things don't go hand in hand. So Hughes is going to be on this staff one way or the others. We'll see how it goes. All right, uh, tomorrow's show. 
I said uh, yesterday we will look back at the 2021 or 2022 media poll and who got what right and who got what wrong. We'll see if we can declare a winner who got the most predictions correct. And he will be the king of all media, whoever that person is. So could be I hope me. It's somebody that we like. <laughs> uh, someone that we like. Oh, uh, well, we'll see how it goes. So that's tomorrow's show. Plus, we'll uh, we'll look ahead to the Saturday game with Auburn, Mississippi State Auburn. That's a that's an interesting game for State. Obviously, it'll help when we know the results of uh, the game to, tonight as we're recording with uh, with Georgia. Brett Dewhurst is who I was referring to. My my mind went completely blank, and I had to go look at the coaches list on online. And one more thing, looking ahead to next week, I think I, I need to double check. I think it's it's either Wednesday or Thursday of next week. That's where we hit 30 days to college baseball. So for that show, I'm going to try to get with Coach Lamonis if we can, but I will definitely have somebody like Kendall Rogers or Teddy Cahill on with us to start talking about college baseball because it's almost here, and we all know we love it. So 30 days out starting next week with Mississippi State College Baseball, we'll do a good preview. Uh, of that, of course, we'll have more preview of that as as the weeks go by. I know, Rob. And then we just had the we just had the news coming out that they've approved the volunteer coach as yeah. now a full time position. I, I, I definitely want to get Lamonis on for that because I want to get his thoughts. I know he's been a big proponent of it. Uh, so Kyle Cheeseboro basically now is is going to be a full time assistant for Mississippi State. That's good news. Cheeseboro yes. coach everybody likes him, and uh, good good for him. It's, it's definitely well deserved. All right, guys, have a great Thursday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.